This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never My Wildest Dream podcast. It is Monday, January the 25th, the 25th day of the new year and the last Monday of the first month of the year. Looking forward to today's show, we're going to talk about the AFC and NFC championship games as well as the world of sports. A little motivation Monday for you here. Let's start in the world of sports. Let's start with the NFC title game, one that was a heartbreaker for me as a Packers fan and shareholder, but uh, we did not show up the way we needed to. Packers lose 31 to 26. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He is actually really cool, calm, and collected under pressure. I love Aaron Rodgers to death, but he cannot seem to win the big one. He always looks out of sync in the big games. Tom Brady throws three interceptions in the second half. We cannot take advantage of it. We do score a touchdown, go for two. St. Brown decides to drop it when it hits him in the wrong spot, his hands. We're driving again. Matt LaFleur decides to go for a field goal instead of trying to get another touchdown. But anytime we got in the gold zone or the red zone, as as they call it, the Packers call it the gold zone, we were the best all season. And I just question whether Aaron Rodgers kept trying to feed it to Devontae when there were times I felt as though Devontae should have been a decoy, here comes my coach in terms, become a decoy and allow everything else to open up on the backside. Have a nice window dressing across the front, take a couple guys with them, then trust people like Lazard and Tunyon to make plays. But it was exciting. Uh, did watch the game at Benny's, was always a great environment. As the Packers started climbing back in, the uh, atmosphere became a little bit more hectic and loud, which was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that. I'm going to miss not being at Benny's like we have been for the last 18 straight weeks. Um, It was a really cool family tradition, and hopefully it's one that we can keep moving forward. Reading a lot of stuff here on the internet and seeing that, you know, it's possible Aaron can leave Green Bay and all that stuff. I don't see him going anywhere. I think in his press conference, he's asked unfair questions by reporters. After you just lost a game that you spent the last year battling for. Sweat, tears, blood, all that goes into competing for a championship. And you do have to try to answer them in the best professional way that you can. Now, I've never sat in an NFC championship press conference. That's true. But I have sat in pressers before. And I have sat on the other end of phone lines and Zoom calls answering questions for the media. And I do believe that certain questions should not be allowed to be asked except for a week later. I mean, I go back to Roy Williams losing in the national. I'm going to go with the championship game against Syracuse the year before he comes to Carolina. They had just lost to Maryland the year before, so we're going to go 2003 National Championship game. Hakeem Warwick, I think, gets the big block for Syracuse, and Kansas loses. After that loss, Roy's standing in the locker room after he just talked to his guys, which if you ever coached or played, that's the worst locker room to be in when the season finally comes to an end because you sit there and all the emotions stop because you know it'll never be the same. You're never going to sit in that same locker room with those same guys, getting dressed, having the same conversations. As a coach, you're never going to get to write the same names up on the board. You're never going to think about the same game plans, the same philosophies, none of that. It does come to an abrupt halt 
in the playoffs. And if you make the national championship game or you make the final four in the NFL, you do see visions of Super Bowl in your head and you do know you have a chance, especially as the home team, the number one seed, that your weeks should continue as a team for at least two more to the Super Bowl. And then win or lose that game, you know it is the finality and you're there. Roy Williams was asked about the job at North Carolina, no less than 30 minutes after his team had just lost the national championship game. And he says, shame on you for asking me the question, but some idiot in a truck is in your ear right now asking you that daggum question. And I do believe that from an etiquette perspective, maybe there should be some better etiquette in the, uh, in the reporting world. Only questions like this will be asked, anything else you lose your press pass and life would be a lot simpler and you wouldn't get so much BS on a Monday as Aaron's trying to discuss if he's coming back or not, or I don't know what my future holds. No, you just lost a tough game. You don't feel really good about the way you played or maybe calls that were played or the way the team competed, and you have to kind of swallow it a little bit. But asking questions about what the future looks like, that should be off the market. In the second game, Mahomes throws for 325 yards, three TDs, and the Chiefs railroad the Bills. 38-24, to 24. they make this back-to-back Super Bowls. The first team to have the opportunity to do that since the 2004 Patriots. And ironically, he gets to go against the guy that was the quarterback for the Patriots when that occurred. Super Bowl 55 is being held at the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the first team in NFL history to host a home game as a Super Bowl game. And I think that there are supposed to be 10 to 15,000 fans at that game. So it'll be the first kind of road game for the Kansas City Chiefs with fans this year. On to college basketball. Two big top 25 matchups tonight. Syracuse travels to UVA to see if they can score against the pack line and see if UVA can score against the Syracuse matchup zone. At 9 o'clock, Texas Tech travels to WVU, and that is going to be a defensive shootout. I'm looking forward to both of those games tonight and being able to talk to you about tomorrow. We have Motivation Monday when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. Let's discuss Monday motivation first before we get into anything else here on the show. But Monday motivation. Let's talk about the five best traits you can have in life. These are the five things that I feel as though are best for you to have a idea about, a cognitive idea about, something you should be able to do to yourself to have the best traits in life. Number one, self-awareness. Ask others how you come off. It might not be what you want to hear, but it is the reality of what people see. And if you want to change how you appear, you need to know A, how you appear first, and B, if you don't like that, what you need to do to change that So you do like how you come off, so maybe you can be perceived in a certain way. Number two is risk tolerance. Big rewards for small risk, tolerance for failure. Are you willing to make small risks or big risks? Are you willing to get the big reward or live with the little reward your entire life? And what is your tolerance for failing? Everybody says they're mentally tough. Oh, I'm tough enough to accept this job or accept that job or go after this or go after that. The one percenters do. And you have to know what your tolerance is for that failure in order to jump, as Steve Harvey would say. You gotta be willing to jump, parachute on or not, you're gonna figure out a way to land. Skepticism's number three. You think everything is bullshit until proven true. Mainstream lies or do conspiracy theories exist. 
If you look at life through that lens, you're going to struggle. And I have to say, this is something that I'm getting better at and trying to work through therapy on. At one point, I felt as though everything was BS until proven true, or there was this mainstream lie, or it was this conspiracy theory, maybe even to get me. And when I stopped thinking in that context, it became liberating because things became clearer to me. And I didn't feel as though I constantly had my head on a swivel like I was an offensive lineman. Instead, I was able to just live life. Number four is compassion. Look, we all have shit. I've said that in multiple different talks that we all have that. We are all screw-ups in some facet. Anybody that tells you their life is perfect and they are perfect is a liar. Stay the hell away from that person. Do not trust that person and walk in the other direction as fast as humanly possible. And if for some reason you think I am that person, text me. Let me know that you feel as though I'm that person acting like that so I can fix that. That's definitely not who I am. I have a lot of blemishes in my life, a ton of them. I'm owning all of them. And the more that you own your screw-ups, the moment that you own your mess-ups and say, I screwed up, but I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to get better because of it. It's going to make me a better man because of it or a better woman because of it. You're going to be more successful. But the success is not what I'm talking about. It's the success in compassion, knowing that you can relate to others through this and be compassionate about it. You'll be able to interact. You'll be able to come together better. Coworkers, members in your household, loved ones, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, teammates. If you can become more compassionate in those areas of your life, the more fun you're gonna have because things are gonna be a lot less stressful. And number five is patience. Attention span, delay gratification. Um, do you tolerate boredom? Are you willing to wait through the own shitstorm that you started to get better? Crowd is an impulse learn of patience. What I mean by that is this. If you're chasing attention, if you're chasing instant gratification, if you cannot tolerate boredom, and the shitstorm that you've created is one that you're sitting in the middle of and blaming everybody else for, you don't have patience built in yet. But if you're willing to take a step back and not need the attention, not need the gratification, able to tolerate the boredom of life, sit in the middle of the storm and just wait for it to come to an end because you're patient and calm enough to know that the end is in sight and get away from all impulse behaviors, you'll be a much happier and successful person. I hope these five traits are relatable to you. I hope that you can take a step back and look at these five traits and see, maybe I only do three of the five. Maybe I only do one of the five. Maybe I've gotten good enough to do all five. And if you have the ability to look right in a mirror and say, I can do self-awareness, risk tolerance, skepticism, compassion, and patience, then you're in a much better place than the majority of the people walking this earth. And if that's the case, Maybe you should pass along what has made you successful in those areas of life so that you can help others. This is my Monday motivation, and we will talk to you when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one.
Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream podcast. COVID has kind of caught up to the podcast a little bit today. No, I do not have COVID, but the gentleman that I was going to be speaking on the phone with got called into a couple COVID meetings. So with that being said, I'm going to leave you with one of Pastor Eric Thomas's best motivational speeches in my perspective. It's one that I've listened to multiple times to uh, motivate myself as well as give me a good frame of mind. Never My Wildest Dream podcast will return tomorrow. Hopefully we return before the snow hits. Calling for snow here in the four state this evening. And here is Pastor Eric Thomas. So if you want to make six figures, you can't just be talking about you want to make six figures. You hear what I'm saying to you tonight? If you do the three things I tell you to do tonight, I guarantee you, whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. You will be able to accomplish whatever you want to academically, financially, relationally, whatever. So three things. All right, I'm going to tell you the story. I got to get out of here. And the story is about, you guys have probably heard about this before. It was a, it was a young man who, you know, he wanted to make a lot of money. And so he went to this guru, right? And he told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m. He liked the beach. I said, I want to make money. I don't want to swim. Guru said, if you want to make money, I'll meet you tomorrow. 4 a.m. So the young man got there at 4 a.m. He all ready to rock and roll, got on the suit. He should have worn shorts. The old man grabs his hand and said, how bad do you want to be successful? He said, real bad. He said, walk on out in the water. So he walks out into the water. Watch this. When he walks out into the water, it goes waist deep. So he's like, this guy crazy. Adrian, he's like, I want to make money. He got me out here swimming. I didn't ask to be a lifeguard. I want to make money. He got me in. So he said, come out a little further. Walked out a little further. Then he had it right around this area. The shoulder area. So this old man crazy. He's making money, but he crazy. He said, come on out a little further. Came out a little further. It was right at his mouth. My man like, I'm about to go back in here. This guy is mine. So the old man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He said, walk a little further. He came, dropped his head in, held him down, holding him down. My man getting scratching, holding him down. I got you. I know you brushed it out, but I got you. He had him held down. I need you for an illustration. He had him held down just before my man was about to pass out. He raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. Somebody answered the question for me. He said, when you were underwater, what did you want to do? Lee, I'm looking for a different word though. Than lip. What's that word? He said, I wanted to breathe. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. I don't know how many of y'all got asthma in here today, but if you ever had an asthma attack before, you short of breath, SOB, shortness of breath, you wheezing. The only thing you're trying to do is get some air. You don't care about no basketball game. You don't care what's on TV. You don't care about nobody calling you. You don't care about a party. The only thing you care about when you're trying to breathe is to get some fresh air. That's it. And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it better than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you love sleep more than you love success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. You've got to be willing to work off for three hours of sleep, two hours. If you really want to be successful, someday you're going to have to stay up three days in a row. 
because if you go to sleep, you might miss the opportunity to be successful. That's how bad you gotta want it. You gotta go days without, listen to me, you gotta want to be successful so bad that you forget to eat. Beyonce said once she was on the set doing her thing, three days had gone by, she forgot she didn't eat. Because she was engaged. I'll never forget uh, when 50 Cent was doing his movie, I did a little research on 50, and 50 said that when he wasn't doing the movie, he was doing the soundtrack. And they said, when do you sleep, 50? Sleep, he said, sleep. Sleep is for those people who are broke. I don't sleep. Said I got an opportunity to make a dream become a reality. Football players, how many football players? Got anybody like football in here? Raise your hand, anybody like football? Emmitt Smith, I used to be a Cowboy fan before they did my boy Tom Landry wrong. I used to be a Cowboy fan. And watch this, there was a commercial. Emmitt Smith had won his first Super Bowl and he had this commercial when he was lifting weights. I don't know if you saw the commercial when he was lifting and he said, he said, Emmett said, you know what? Ah, I won the Super Bowl so I can rest now. He was doing his bench press. So he said, I won the Super Bowl so I can rest now. So he throws up about 325, boom. And he rests for about two seconds. And he, boom, boom, boom. Did you see that? He'd already won a Super Bowl. He said, I think I'm gonna take a rest. And he rests for how long? One second. Most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. And I'm here to tell you today, if you got a, somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up. Cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain, you already hurt. Get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me. I'm here to tell you today that you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you'll never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. You won't be successful until you say, I don't need that money, because I got it in here. So listen to me, Emmett Smith said this at the end of the commercial. Emmett Smith said, all men are created equal, some work harder in three seasons. I'm going to say it again because you might have missed it. All men are created equal. Some work harder in preseason. So that means that there are some people who are going to see the professor, going to see the TA. And even when the professor says, I don't meet with you, my TA meets with you, you say, I don't want to talk to your TA. I don't pay the TA. I pay you to teach me. So you're going to have to find some time to meet me. If I got to meet you at the mall, if I got to meet you at your house, you are going to see me. Listen to me. All men are created equal. Some work hard in preseason. When I went to college, guys were way smarter than me. 4.0s, 3.0s. They went to the Ivy League high schools, came to Oakwood from these great high schools. Most of them are not doing what I'm doing. Why? Because it's not about where you come from. It's about heart. You come to a place where, you know, being smart ain't enough. You got to have heart. That's number one. Watch number two. Number two. Catch number two. I wrote it down. I wanted to make sure you got it. It says... To be, watch this, watch this. We're talking about sacrifice now. The important thing is this. You're right in why I'm saying it. Because I only have about three more minutes. Listen to me. The most important thing is this. To be able at any moment to sacrifice what you are for what you will become. That's the number two thing. You got to catch that one. To be able to, listen to me, at any moment... Some of you, you can make sacrifices when Monday Night Football is not on. You can make a sacrifice, but when the game come on, for some reason, you just attach to it. 
For some of you, when your favorite show come on, you, you, can, be, you can make sacrifices on Sunday when ain't nothing going on. But when your favorite show comes on Monday, man, some of you, you focus into the phone with it, and then you like, I gotta answer it. If I don't answer the phone, I'm gonna die. I'm saying to you today that there are some of you, if you give up your cell phone, you would be successful. But your cell phone is more important to you than your success. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to hurt somebody. I'm going to hurt somebody. Some of you need to give up your cell phone because the time you spend on your cell phone could be used for your success. The time you could be using to be successful, you're using it on the cell. And the cell phone is not bringing you nothing but a bill. And somebody has told you you couldn't live without it. I'm talking about going deep now, giving up stuff. Watch what it says. To be able at any moment to sacrifice what we are for what we can be. I don't do well in math. You're right. You ain't never studied. I'm not good in writing because you have never written before. But I dare you to fail in writing for a whole year to see if you can get to the end. I dare you to fail. I dare you to take that same class over and over again. I dare you to stop dropping classes like you soft. Always want to give up. I'm dropping. Why are you dropping? I'm so grateful that the slaves didn't drop and quit. Say, I'm just going to stop. I'm a slave. I'm just going to be a slave. I'm going to quit. Listen to me. The slave said, we will live because one day we will become. We won't always be slaves. So today, although we're slaves, we're going to act like we're free. And one day, our children will be free. If the slaves would have just said, we quit, we give up, we would have died in the middle passage. But some slaves said, I don't care what we go through, we're going to survive this. 400 years of slavery, we're going to get through this. And you can't get through it. 1825? You can't get through a writing class and you got tutor after tutor, resource after resource. The problem is, you ain't never felt no pain before. You're soft. It's a soft generation. You quit on everything. Our people did not quit. Harriet Tubman not only made it, she went back and got some more. She said, you know what, I made it, but I'm, I'm going to walk all, listen to me, shh, not ride the bus. I'm going to walk all the way back down to the south to get some more. And you quitting on 1825? Now watch this, you quit after you, listen to me, you get a sleeping bag and you wait for him. You wait for the first WRA instructor to come in and you come out your sleeping bag, I need help. You quit after you do that. You quit after you had, listen to me, a, a WRA party. I'm, I'm having a party. Everybody come over. I got food, everything. And let them get over there. Let it be all the best writers. All right, I fooled y'all. I want to have a writing party. I'm serious. You quit and you ain't even tried yet. Last one, I'm sorry. Last one. Listen to me. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside. And something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Listen to me, I'm telling you as I leave. I'm telling you as I leave, I was homeless for two and a half years. And the problem with most of you, you never felt no pain before. Y'all spoiled. Y'all spoiled. Some of y'all spoiled. Just bottom line. Your parents have done everything for you. You never had to do nothing for yourself. You're spoiled. We're going to keep it real tonight. Some of you are spoiled brats. 
Every time you ever got in trouble, somebody in your house got you out of it. Every time you've done something you're not supposed to do, people say, Eric, your mother's a tyrant. You're right. She kicked me out. You're right. She's mean, but she developed a man because she put me out there and said, you're going to have to grow up. And some of you have never learned to grow up. And so every time something gets hard, you quit, you call mama. I dare you to take a little pain. I dare you. I dare you not to go home. Somebody said, I don't go home, I feel bad. Go, go through it. You ain't going to die at the end of pain and success. You're not going to die because you're feeling a little pain. I'm not eating like I eat at home. That's why you're about to go to the next level, because if you keep eating like you ate at home, you'll keep being a boy or a girl. It's time to become man, woman. So don't, don't worry about a little pain. My greatest asset is I was homeless, so I can't feel a whole lot of pain. I've already been alone. There's not a whole lot, I, not, not a whole lot of hurt I can feel on a little paper, on a little test. So I leave you, I leave you, listen to me. We have gotten to a point where it's midterms and we're moving forward. The days of you getting money, I'm not saying we're quitting, but I'm saying a day has got to go from external to internal. You have to give it everything you got. No more TV, no more parties, no more plan. If you have a 4.0, what you need to be doing is studying. Get off the phone. I, I, I'm sorry I'm not available until the end of this year. <laughs> no, I'm for real. You reached the right number, but you called me at the wrong time. Call me back January 1st. I'm about to get busy now. Huh? I want you to have a countdown of your own and say when the countdown is over, where the real, shh, watch me, because when I was homeless, I knew something was wrong. I knew that wasn't the best of me. And one day I said, will a real Eric Thomas please stand up? Will a real Eric Thomas please stand up? Stop being this high school dropout. Stop giving up. Stop sleeping on the streets. Stop walking up and down Fico Avenue like you ain't got nothing and get your GED. Stop being afraid to take a test. Stop being afraid to go to college because your daddy didn't go and your mama didn't go. Stop being afraid and be the best Eric Thomas you can be. But listen to me, it's going to be hard. It took me 12 years to get a four-year degree, but I got it. And guess what? On a degree, it don't have dates. So if it took you four and it took me 12, it don't show up nowhere. But I'm exactly where I wanted to be because I realized I got to commit my very being to this thing. I got I to gotta breathe it. I got to eat it. I got to sleep it. And until you get there, you will never be successful in life. But once you get there, I guarantee you, the world is yours. So work hard and you can have whatever it is you want. Thank you guys for your time. As I said... Pastor Thomas is one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Gets you all pumped up. Hopefully that got you pumped up today. It's Monday Motivation, Never My Wildest Dream podcast. We're back here tomorrow on Tuesday. Like I said, they're calling for snow. Be safe in the morning if you're driving to work. If not, sip an extra cup of coffee. Enjoy yourself. And we will talk to you when Never My Wildest Dream podcast comes back.